the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead. I'm a California Bar-admitted attorney and also a bankruptcy law certified specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And in addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees of law. One is a master of the law of taxation law, and the other as a master of the law of intellectual property law. Both of my master's degrees were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law that's located in beautiful downtown San Francisco. So because of my training, my expertise, and my interests, I primarily practice bankruptcy law, but I also do debt and wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and the love of my life, taxation law. And I'm also proud to say that as part of my practice, I also sometimes have the unique and gratifying opportunity to seek to vindicate the rights of seniors who sometimes find themselves victims of the various forms of financial elder abuse. So, As always, I'm always so pleased and grateful to be able to come to you again today from the beautiful KFAX studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues that confront families and small business owners. However, as always, I must once again ask you to please note that this show does not provide legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances. And hopefully, this show will provide you with an outline of some of the issues that you need to map out as you seek to find qualified professional help. And I do this because... As you know, I'm known for saying representing oneself in a legal matter is just like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. If you're lucky and you get close enough to your adversary, you might be able to scratch her on the arm or even poke her in the eye. But if I'm your adversary in a gunfight, you ain't going to get close to me. And you know what? You're basically going to be dead on arrival. Again, I'm not saying that many of you within the sound of my voice don't have the chutzpah, the talent, and the skills to represent yourself in some legal matters, and you may well be able to do so. However, I must inform you that it's just the case that people 
lay people simply don't know the applicable laws, the case laws or the statutes, and they don't know the rules of procedure, and they don't know the applicable rules of individual courts. And as such, each of these statutes and cases and rules, you know, they're in constant flux as people bring suit, have an outcome, and then appeal it, and it works its way all the way up to the California Supreme Court and sometimes all the way over to the United States Supreme Court. That's why issues surrounding contract law, money, and finance is always in a state of flux because the set of facts and circumstances shift with each and every individual case. And so you might think that facts and circumstances of your case are applicable uh, and should get a ruling based on what you heard about in another case, but the facts and circumstances might be different, substantially different, and maybe only subtly so. And also, um, as the bankruptcy code and a lot of financial laws are determined by the state legislature or uh, 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 Congress, and as you know, every year, um, every two years, Congress is in session, and every year, uh, the legislature is in a session, and they put forth bills, and sometimes they pass, and the governor signs them, and then the law has changed. And so that's what I mean about things being in a constant state of flux. And lawyers, it is our duty to be on top of those things, and it's not your duty to do so. And that's why you might think, you know, shouldn't what an outcome should be in your case, and it just isn't necessarily going to be the case. So I know many of you say, well, she must think that, you know, lawyers carry around an encyclopedic uh, memory of case law. No, it's not that. And unless some of us are savants, uh, we don't carry around case law in our heads. And, you know, to do so might be a sign that we need to go visit a psychiatrist. Uh, it would be impossible uh, for us to do so. But what we have that lay people don't have is we have um, technical tools and, that help us analyze things, and we also have support people that help us discover the up-to-date information that we require to be able to effectively plead and argue our clients' cases in front of courts, judges. And more importantly, in my opinion, than having these tools and having these support people is the fact that because we do this day in and day out, we do carry around, or at least I find that I do even uh, subconsciously, carry around an outline in our head because of our education and training uh, that helps us basically be able to analyze at least the key issues of your case before we go do the deep dive. And that's what makes us different from lay people. It's not that we're smarter than you. It's not that we have more skills and talents than you do. We can't do some of the things that you do. I'm sitting in this station with these really smart engineers that know how to make me sound good. You know, I don't know how to do that because I'm, you know, studying case law. So when you need someone to help you and your family, especially around financial issues, I say you need to find competent professional help. And it need not be me because I can't take every case. I say that you need professional help, not because I'm a lawyer. I say so because you are not. So with that, the purpose of Selwyn's Law, in case you haven't guessed it, 
is to discuss the law as related to the money and finances or sometimes the lack of money and finances that impact small business people and families. And I hope that the show provides that analysis discussion in a way that's non-threatening. So with that understanding, let's continue our discussion of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was passed by the Congress in its 115th session and how the act may affect your 2018 tax returns now that we're in heavy into the season. Uh, and today I want to discuss the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act's impact on businesses as we discussed last time. But last time we talked about big businesses, corporations. This time we're going to talk about how it impacts small business, um, also known as closely held pass-through businesses, and, um, you know, so we can have an understanding about what's going on. So, again, as you recall, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 became the law of the land on December 22, 2017. It took effect on January 1, 2018, and as such, its statutes, along with the implementing rules and regulations that were promulgated by the Internal Revenue Service, will dominate how we repair and file our taxes this spring 2019 for tax year 2018. Um, and it will determine this new Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, how much we receive as far as a tax refund, if any, or whether and how much we'll end up having to pay our dear old Uncle Sam. So what the section we're going to focus on today is a new section in the uh, code called Section 199A, which gives and then some take gives with one hand and then sometimes takes back with the another hand the 20% deduction for pass through businesses and it's pursuant again to the new section 199A of the Internal Revenue Code now after all the shouting and the math is done section 199A of the TCGA grants eligible pass through businesses so pass-through business owners, and those are business owners other than those that own C-corporations, a deduction equal to 20% of the taxpayer's qualified business income subject to the deduction phase-out and the implementation of a phase-in that are dependent upon the type of business the taxpayer is engaged in. So before I give some examples about how the Section 199A works, Let's again level set by defining what a pass-through business is. A pass-through is a business where the profits and losses pass through the business shell to the personal income tax return of the owner of the business, if there's any uh, uh, income to pass at all. The pass-through regime is one of the regimes that's diametrically opposed to a C-corporation's double taxation methodology, which calls for the application of the tax at the corporate level and then again at the individual level if shares are, uh, if, if income is distributed to shareholders. Examples of pass-throughs are sole proprietorships, partnerships, LLCs, among others. So how does this 20% deduction phase in and phase out work? For a 2018 tax year, pass-through business owners with taxable income not greater than $157,500 or $315,000 if they're married 
they will receive the 20% deduction as long as they have a qualified business income. That means a business that had been income that's sanctioned by the Internal Revenue Service. However, pass-through business owners with taxable income in excess of 207000 or 415000 if they're married, the 20% tax deduction phases out. And so that means they don't get a deduction if they are a specified service trader business. So when we come back, we're going to go into greater detail. But for right now, we're going to take a short break. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law. As we continue our discussion of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act and how it may affect your 2018 small business income tax return, now that we're deep in the heart of tax preparation and filing season. So before we took our break, I started our discussion of how the TCJA may give with one hand and then take away (laughs) with the other hand the 20% deduction for closely held pass-through businesses that have been designated by the act itself as businesses that are known as specified service trades or businesses. And um, again, pass-throughs include sole proprietorships, partnerships, LLCs, among other. So what businesses have been designated by Congress to be specified service trades or businesses that are limited to a certain income level if they want to be able to take the 20% deduction? Well, specified service trader businesses include those engaged in health services. So doctors, uh, some consulting businesses that are set up to support doctors, uh, some uh, support businesses that are set up uh, to offer the services of registered nurses who are not employees. Uh, and so that's, that's a biggie. Another group that might be limited in their ability to take uh, the 20% deduction are people like me, lawyers. And um, one thing that the law does is make sure that, say, a law firm that maybe was too big, generated too much income uh, to be able to take the 20% deduction, decides to peel off a bunch of the lawyers and have them set up an independent business where they provide contractor services to their own law firm. Well, the way the law is set up, it's to protect from this kind of uh, what it calls abuse is if Selwyn worked for um, SDW uh, LLC as an associate and uh, SDW LLC uh, could not take advantage of the 20% deduction and they decided to uh, give Selwyn and her cadre an opportunity to set up their own um, independent law firm but they're still engaged in doing the same kind of services as they did for SDW LLC, there's a provision in the code that says if you are working 
inside a company and then you turn around and work outside the company doing the same kind of work for the company, there's a three-year hold period before which you can take advantage of the 20% deduction. (laughs) So they got you coming and going. So doctors, lawyers, also accountants and CPAs, actuarial scientists, those are uh, a special kind of of, of math person. Um, all the actuarial scientists that I know uh, took physics and advanced math in, in school. So they basically look at risk and they work with or for uh, insurance companies and they can tell you uh, how many times a fire is going to hit a, a cul-de-sac based on doing um, a random analysis of statistics. Very smart people. Um, and then there's performing arts. Those, these are actors. And then there's this broad category of consultants. And then there's a category called athletes. And then there is a category of financial services entities, brokerage services, investing in investment management services, services involving in the trading of stocks and bonds, services dealing with uh, securities, commodities, and partnership interests. The bottom line is a specialized service trader business is defined as any trader business where the principal asset of such trade or business is the reputation or skill of one or more of the employees or owners of the business. I see a little um, taint, um, a, a bit of um, anger towards certain classes of of people that make their living that maybe the people that drafted the legislation um, were striking out against. I, I say that because uh, also initially included in this group were architects and engineers, but they have been deleted, so they can they're not limited by um, the uh, cap on the ability to make income. So I've said all that to say this. If you are in this kind of business as a pass-through business, uh, and most of the the businesses that I've named can't be corporations, not because of the finances involved, but we have to be such that our regulatory body can reach down into us and smack us upside the head if we're not treating consumers right. So most law firms are set up as sole proprietorships or uh, LLPs or um, um, partnerships and because the individual is who the regulatory body wants to be able to reach. Same with doctors, uh, same with accountants. So um, that, that is the case. So on the other hand, um, at the same level of income, the deductions against income earned in an eligible business that's not a specified service trader business, they're not limited to this uh, income level, but after they reach a certain income level, the business has to look at pairing back their tax deduction by looking at the number of employees that they have and the number of hard assets that they have to make the business function. So uh, I'm saying all that to say this. If you are a small business person this year, I really do advise you to seek out the assistance of a qualified CPA because unlike uh, individuals who are not allowed to deduct tax preparation expenses, business people can 
and because this is a legal and legitimate business expense. So if you've been a small mom and pop uh, business, small law firm, and you do your own uh, taxes with QuickBooks or, 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 or whatever, you, ca- you calculate your income and then you use another tax preparation software, I think that you might want to take a visit. You might, might want to undergo the expense of discussing uh, this new uh, tax law with someone that's competent. I got to tell you, the law passed um, in seven weeks, and it has has a lot of uh, issues with it. And all of my colleagues that uh, practice tax law, and um, most of our uh, CPAs that we associate with, we've been like busting our behinds trying to cram all this, um, you know, into in between our ears so we can be of service to our clients during uh, this first tax season. Uh, that being said, there are some folks out there who really have wrapped their head around this, and you need to seek those people out so they can help you make a decision. Uh, and one of the decisions that you might make is to file for an extension. So um, you can make sure that you as a business owner or the people on your staff that are responsible for the financial issues uh, can uh, converse with the people that are going to prepare your taxes, because you know, you, 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 you I'm a lawyer. Uh, I, I work with my my clients, and I think that it's part of my job to make sure that they understand what it is that we're going to do in, in, in the language that they understand. And so, you know, people say, "Well, I, I just turned it over to my my lawyer, or I just turned it over to my CPA." You know what? Your lawyer or your CPA isn't the one that signs on your tax return. And your lawyer and your CPA might be guilty of malpractice, but you are the one that the Internal Revenue Service is going to come after. So I'm not trying to scare anybody. I don't believe in um, acting out of fear, but I do believe that we all should be cautious and be cognizant of the fact that the tax law has significantly changed, and um, we want to try to do uh, as best we can to stay on the right side of the law because that's (laughs) the catchword of, of this show. Having said that, Now that there is a permanent 21% maximum tax rate for C-corporations, and as you can see, the small business pass-through tax should be 20%, but it might actually end up being nothing. Small business owners who are set up as pass-throughs, one of the discussions you want to have with your tax advisor is the possibility of changing your business structure. And so you'd say, well, most businesses that, uh, small businesses are set up as pass-throughs to avoid the double taxation. So why would a pass-through business even consider becoming a closely held C-corporation? And that's what you would be a closely held C-corporation, meaning one that's controlled by uh, a close, small group of individuals. Well, it might be that if you're not going to take substantial distributions for the foreseeable future, that is to say your business is doing great, you want to you know, keep piling back income into the corporation, the, 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 the corporate um, people that own the company have other ways to make a living, and you're just going to constantly pile that money back in, you might want to look at converting to a C-corporation because the the C-corporation 
has the 21% flat tax. And if since you're not going to be taking distributions, it's only going to be taxed once. But that's just, a, a, you know, something to think about because there are all kinds of consequences, uh, real and unseen, that take place when you convert the structure of a, a company. That's why I'm pointing you in the direction of your CPA, your tax lawyer, or your other financial advisor. So with that, I'm going to leave it there for now. And next time, we're going to continue our discussion looking at some new area of tax or bankruptcy or financial law with the hope of enlightening our community. So as always, I say, please stay. I urge you to stay on the right side of the law. Take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.